Hi guys, welcome back to We Should Talk, a pop culture interview series from In The Know. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and this week on the podcast, we have some of the cast of The Real Girlfriends in Paris, which is Bravo's newest show. It's a lighter show. It's more about like sort of the aspirational lifestyle these women are leading in Paris as expats. And it's not as drama focused as some of the housewives have been recently, but I kind of like that. It's kind of a nice balance from that because some of them have felt pretty intense recently. So I really enjoyed the first few episodes of this show. Again, it's kind of different fare for Bravo that we're used to, but this group of women is really great. I got to talk to four of them. Two of them I couldn't talk to because of scheduling conflict, but you know, I just talked about kind of what people can expect from the show and, and, and what they're like, what the role they play in the group, how they know each other. You know, obviously when, when that trailer first dropped, I was not the only one who saw some Emily in Paris vibes attached to this show. It's kind of like a real life group of, of Emily in Paris's, but I want to know sort of what they think about that comparison, whether it makes them roll their eyes, whether they like that comparison. Um, they had different answers to that. And uh, yeah, I mean, the show really does focus on more of their personal stories and some of them have some really great stories to tell. So um, I do recommend this show. Um, and if you want sort of an introductory look to, to what you can expect, keep listening to this interview. Tune in to Real Girlfriends in Paris, Mondays at 9 p.m. The premiere is on September 5th. Um, and please rate, review, and subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we're here with Anya Firestone and Emily Gorlick from Real Girlfriends in Paris on Bravo. Premieres next week. You guys, the show is so fun. It's so like just aspirational and it, it really kind of transports you in a different way than I think other Bravo shows do. How, how are you guys feeling with the show almost out there? It's getting real. It's getting real Girlfriends in Paris. Um, it's a lot of emotions, I think. We've never, done, we've never done something like this before. So, you know, of course we were feeling very vulnerable, but at the same time excited for the world to see the real Paris. And yeah, I think it's, you know, filming was great. I think just showing our real lives and, you know, part of it is glamorous, but part of it is not. And it takes a lot of chutzpah, as they say in New York, to, you know, come here by yourself, like not speaking the language for many and, and learning the ins and outs of French bureaucracy and the pace of things. And so we're excited to, to really showcase, you know, all that realness, but how we deal with it. And in, in the first episode, several of you described the group of expats that you're, that you're in, in on this show as, as being another kind of family for you guys, because you're, you're away from home, you have this kind of tight-knit group of six women that you're with, all Americans. What role do each of you sort of play in the group can, for, for, for people that are, obviously, this is a new show. So I'm, what, what kind of role do people expect each of you to play? It's funny because I think you got two opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Totally. Here. You, got yeah. you got mama and you got baby. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, everything in between, everyone's, in, everyone's, <laughs> everyone's else in, in between. No, and, and I don't know, Emily and I are extremely close and she is the youngest. I am the eldest. Um, and <laughs> I'm the mom, Mamania. And, you know, but the thing is, is I, I came to Paris, you know, when I was younger than Emily and I have been through all the things Emily's gone through and that the other girls are going through. If it's visa work, if it's dating, if it's trying to decide what you want to focus on, um, if it's figuring out like which paperwork and how many photocopies to bring to the prefecture, they say two, you bring five. So in that case, like, yes, because I have the experience, mm -hmm. I've been able to act as more of a, a maman figure to the women. And I like to feed them. <laughs> and, and that, that meal yeah. in the first episode looked amazing. So you <laughs> clearly do yeah. an amazing job at hosting. 
Merci. <laughs> I lost my meat. <laughs> like, yeah. Like my pescatarian. Our first, our Emily, when we were put in contact with each other, um, I she, I asked her if she had plans for Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish holiday, and she didn't. So I was like, oh my goodness, you must come for dinner. And she said she was a vegetarian. And I was like, it just took me a month to secure a brisket in Paris. You're going to eat but the meat. And it. she <laughs> ate it. And I ate the meat. It. And it was... And I haven't I haven't been a pescatarian since. So Anya's <laughs> Anya's impact. Anya's impact. I love exactly. it. Exactly. Mama. <laughs> So how do how do all of you get connected? Because I'm I'm assuming I'm presuming that like you know it's it's friend of friend situations or it's like oh I know this person who lives there yeah. is, is that sort of how it works? Yeah, that's most definitely how it works. I think that being in your 20s or 30s in Paris as American, there's it's a very small community. It's very pretty much standard to say I know this person through that person or a friend of a friend of a friend and that's kind of how you build a network here and build your right. American family here and it's been like that since I've moved here and we've all just been very lucky enough to come together and all sort of uh, blend so well um, mm -hmm. find sort of a home in each other mm -hmm. and I think what's what's kind of nice about this show is like I mean it doesn't have like the like emphasis on drama between a bunch of women it's it's, it's a different it's an ensemble show but it's a different kind of ensemble show than I think exactly. the Bravo you the Bravo viewers like generally used to is that mm -hmm. sort of what is that like a is that a that must be like a positive part of this experience that you aren't being weighed down by like throwing glasses and things like that yeah Absolutely. yeah I joked before that like you know the real housewives throw cake at each other and we eat cake together because we're in Paris and it's delicious and Marie Antoinette said Let we should. Cake. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah. so they're, they're definitely, we each, I think, struggle with our own personal dramas mm -hmm. more than interpersonal. I mean, surely we're a group of, you know, women, so things will come up, but uh, there, it's a, it's a different kind of drama than Bravo's used to. And I think that's what makes it very Sex in the City-esque in the sense that we all have our own individual lives, careers, struggles, personalities, personalities that we're all leading independently. And we sort of come together as a group of friends. So yeah, it's more so personal struggles, personal conflicts, rather than within the group. And I think that's what makes it very Sex and City-esque. Totally. Yeah. And, and something I noticed in the, in the first episode when you guys are at the Friendsgiving meal and Something that I found really refreshing, honestly, was we were watching a group of women in their 20s and 30s talk really openly about sex and sexuality and, and their love lives in a way that just like you don't always see. And, and, and I don't know, it was, it was a very frank conversation. I found it really, really refreshing. I'm curious if that's, if you guys think that that's more of like an American thing that you guys bring to Paris or mm -hmm. a thing that you picked up like the about the way that the French like talk about just like more openly about sex or something like that because it, it just felt different than other American reality shows in my opinion I think personally of course I'm 22 years old so and I moved here when I was 18 so that's like right when I started kind of even exploring sexuality to totally be honest. so for me those past few years here I felt that Parisians and French in general have a very different perspective on on sex and love I think it's way more open and I think people aren't afraid to talk about it it's not taboo right I also think totally. the women that you're dealing with are not afraid to talk about anything because yeah. we're also 
you know, I think, like I said, like it takes chutzpah to go and move to a foreign country and try to establish yourself and not be mistaken for certain stereotypes. And so there is a certain openness and comfort with oneself that you need to have when you come to Paris. And because the French will say, no, no, no. Um, and sometimes you have to be like, actually, yeah. And, and, and talk about why it's, yeah, I can naturally do this. So I think also beyond the French component, I think personality wise, I think we are six women who are not shy to talk about real things. Totally. Yeah. yeah. You can't talk about sex. You cannot just pick up your life and move here alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. A hundred percent. No, it, it all makes sense. And lastly, I think we're on a time, but you know, when I first saw the trailer for the show, I, I obviously one of the things that popped into my mind was Emily in Paris and the, those comparisons are going to be there. What do you think about that comparison? Yes. Is that like an eye roll or is that like a, okay, I get it. It's, it's both. I mean, I think we two get it the most yeah. because, you know, maybe I dress a little eccentrically, sometimes have a middle part, found a man from Normandy. <laughs> I'm in the fashion collaboration it, right? marketing thing. <laughs> I and then, on the and then we have Emily. I mean, I cannot step foot anywhere without someone saying, oh, oh Emily in Paris. Paris. And yeah. you know, for that reason, I love it because there's a certain stereotype that actually sometimes is like positive in the sense that it's romanticized and she's quirky and fun and interesting. But of course, there's way much, there's so much more to the story as being two of little course. Emily's in Paris. And, and in some ways you guys will break out of that expectation. But so that's, totally. that's the that's point exciting. also is that like, you know, I think a lot of, you know, people roll their eyes and say, oh, what, it's the reality version of that. But it's the reality of, you know, being a young independent woman trying to make something happen. I mean, what I do admire about Emily in that show is like her chutzpah, like yeah. Yeah. that she is a go-getter. And I think that. you do have, you know, go-getter women in this group. Definitely, um, but, I think all of us. Have but there is a depth, and there are struggles that Emily does not have to deal with, and we have to deal with them. And uh, and so you'll you'll definitely see that this season. Love it. Well, thank you so much, guys, for your time. I'm excited thank for the show and for everyone to see it. And um, you know, it will be a great first season. Woohoo! Thank you. Merci, guys. Bye. All right, so I'm here with Margot Lignell and Victoria Zito from Real Girlfriends in Paris, Bravo's newest show. I've watched the first two episodes and it is so fun. Thanks for being here, you guys. How are you? Thank you. I'm great. I'm good. How does it feel to have this show almost out there? Nerve wracking, but exciting. <laughs> yes, yeah, so exciting. A little, you know, nerve wracking as well. <laughs> I mean, and I was talking earlier with uh, with Anya and Emily, and I was saying how one of the things that I liked about this show is that it's not your typical Bravo show and that it's centered around like intense drama. Like there, there's there, there's an aspirational aspect to this. There's a kind of wonderless aspect to this of like kind of wanting to be in Paris. And we still are like there for your personal journeys and, and different issues that you face, but like it's not around like fighting and, and, and things like that. Is that is that a positive part of this experience for you guys that it's not necessarily like a super drama focused show that you're on? I mean, absolutely. I think that it's just our real lives, you know, and I think that, you know, we all come from different backgrounds and do different things and we all help each other out to like learn how to navigate this journey together because at the end of the day we're all navigating being American expats in Paris and that always brings us back down together so I think it's it's really refreshing and you know it's it's just the it's just our authentic relationships in our lives yeah I would agree completely like it's our, it's our real life and obviously like there's bickering and there's there's ups and there's downs as all friendships have have, have but 
it, it, it's, it's really a unique situation to have these girls to lean on. And it's a lot more genuine and wholesome, I would say, than mm -hmm. other franchises. Right. How did you guys get connected? Is it like earlier they were saying how it's, it's really kind of just friends of friends that connect all of you guys. But how did you guys kind of get get in this group? We have a, like so a, I, <laughs> like we have a good handful of mutual friends in New York. And then one of my really good friends put me in touch with her uh, a, a while before filming even started and all of that. And then we realized we were both doing the show. So we got excited that we're both doing it together. So yeah, so we were definitely probably the closest prior to, to filming. That's so fun. And, and, and Victoria, you have a, you have a big first episode. I mean, the, the end of that first episode, I, I don't want to necessarily ruin it for people. This will probably come out before that episode comes out. So I don't want to ruin it for people, but you know, you, you share something, something big about your life and you do it on camera. And I think that I, 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 I thought that was very brave. And I, I, I commended you for sharing that. It was an emotional, really awesome moment. Was that hard for you to do it on camera like that? Or what, did you feel like, okay, you know, this is a group that I'm comfortable with and it doesn't matter if there are cameras that are there or not. I mean, firstly, you're going to make me tear up. <laughs> Thank you. It was, it was, it was really hard, but you know, and it's, what I end up sharing, you know, I'm really thankful to have my best friend, Margot there next to my side. She had known this for a while. And I think that if I hadn't had her there, it would have been a different experience. And mm -hmm. as she said, when her and I first met, we like immediately fell in like best friend love. Right. So like we immediately got like so close and like just having someone, you know, I think a support system around you is really, really important, especially in super hard topics and things like that. And, you know, at the end of the day, and as you see, like, I'm just really thankful for this, you know, particular group of girls, you know, and their support and love. And it just makes navigating life, you know, a bit easier, especially in Paris. Definitely. And honestly, I'm sure that once this, once that comes out, like you're going to feel that on, on such a different scale too. And I think that it's probably, it's probably hard to prepare for that, but like, I'm, you're going to feel some love. I'm, I'm sure of it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and Margot, you have family in Paris. Like you have obviously this, this, this group of expats that are kind of a family group for you too, but like yes. you have actual family in Paris. Yeah, and, all of them. Right, all of them. And what, what's that like sort of, I mean, cause you're kind of, you're, you're charting your own path and you're figuring out what exactly you want to do moving forward with your life. But you yes. also have these kind of more complex relationships with some of your family members that are also going to be clearly interwoven throughout the show. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm facing my family for the first time in a, in a long time. Um, I'm also facing my parents' divorce in Paris. Like, I, I hadn't lived in Paris since they had divorced. And I'm also facing my relationship with my dad. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's obviously great to have my family around and my siblings around and, and all of that. But it's also, I've always lived since I was 16 away from them. Right. So not in the same city full time. Even though I see them all the time, it's not the same thing. It's different. Um, it's different. So yeah, this, this year I, I really like, that's like a big thing is, is, is facing my, my family dynamic and, and the bumps that come with that. So I, I, I brought this up on my other interview again, but for a lot of people, the initial sort of thought when the trailer first dropped, it's like, oh, this is like a real life group of Emily and Paris's, right? Like yeah. that's sort of like what, because I think just because of the cultural like relevance of that show over the past couple of years on from Netflix has been. Is that does that prompt like an eye roll from you guys, or is that like, oh, like haha, like you know, a, that's a natural comparison? Like, how do you think about that comparison? Because it's it's a natural one for people to make, right? I think it's super natural. I think it's one I would definitely be like, oh, they've made a real life family in Paris. They, they were inspired. Do I right. do I think that our real life families in Paris? No, we have 
imperfection and perfection and there's all that in between and it's a lot raw and it's not so romanticized and all of that but it definitely was inspired by that show yeah you know I agree with Margot that you know it's I think it's common for anyone to make to make the comparison especially with how popular Emily in Paris was but like you know we've been living our lives in Paris prior to Emily in Paris and I think that our show is a little bit different or really, honestly, a lot different because, you know, this is just our, it's not scripted and these are our real lives. And so I think that it does show a more authentic Paris that I'm really excited to get to share with friends and family. And like, as people, as you know, like, you know, come from Texas and have family in Louisiana and, you know, have never been out of the country and for them to get to see, you know, the real life of Paris, not just a glamorized or romanticized, you know, scripted version. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned earlier, because on the first episode, several of you guys kind of described this group as being somewhat of a family for you, just in because it, you guys you have each other to lean on and whatnot. What kind of roles do you guys both play within the group? Like for people that are excited about this show, like what can they expect from you both individually kind of as it, as it per, kind of pertains to the group? Um, I would say that I think I... I do well at getting along with everyone. I'm a very like a, like a mediator vibe person. <laughs> why are you um, laughing so much is that is would you stop say the same victoria no, because, because, because i i but she's my best friend on the show like well in general but like obviously right. if you see the show you'll realize that me and Vic are like especially close as emily and anya are and and and, and all of that like you know there's some friendships right. or others but no yeah no i'm just laughing just because i don't, I don't know why she's laughing well, we can't we're teasing <laughs> I'm laughing because you're asking, you know, like if this was a family, who would be who? Obviously, Anya is more of like, you know, a mother role in a way. And then like Emily is like, you know, one of the fun younger sisters. And I feel like I'm just kind of like that, like, aunt that like is kind of crazy. And it's just fun like very <laughs> about a lot of things. That's and I'm just laughing. And I'm laughing because Margo's like, I'm the mediator. And, you know, there are a few, as like, you know, a little teaser, there are a few times that Margo has to be like, Victoria, 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 Victoria. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, so like, there's, you'll, 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 you'll see throughout the, the season. So that's why I was laughing because she was like, I'm the mediator. And I'm like, mm. I am. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, I'm getting a little teaser about what the dynamic's going to be. I like this. I like this. So Margo, <laughs> you, you, you bring things back down to earth a little bit. Yes, I do that. I try to bring her back down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> she brings me back down to calm. <laughs> right, right. There we go. And do you do you both feel, I guess, prepared for what? Because being on a Bravo show, newly on a Bravo show, a completely new series. I mean, there, there's a lot that comes with that, you know, and just like, you know, the the social media of it all, like just out of the tension in general. Do you feel prepared for that aspect of this? I mean, can you really be for that? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think that, you know, going back down to us being a family, I think we're really thankful that regardless at the end of the day, you know, we love and care for each other so much and that we have each other through this experience. And obviously we have our, you know, they say that when you join Bravo, it's kind of like joining a sorority in a way, like, you know, the, you can kind of relate to the other Bravo stars in a way. And, you know, we're thankful that we have our elders to look up to on how to do this, because this is like a whole new generation of a show. And, you know, I don't think there's really anything that can prepare you for this because, you know, the Bravo, as you, as you know, like Bravo fans are a whole different level, a, a whole different ball game. <laughs> totally. Margo, what about for you? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't think it's totally hit me a hundred percent. I think it will when the show 
is airing and I get like my first round of like people reacting to it. I don't, I don't know if I'm ready. I think I need a little, I'm sensitive. So I think I need a little set because of thicker skin. You're <laughs> but right. I, don't, don't look, listen, just don't look I, at the comments. I, I'm, I'm sure they'll be positive, like, but yeah. There's, there's always going to be hate, but there's, I hope there's more good than bad. Yeah, um, for sure. For sure. And Victoria, for you, I mean, circling back to, to what, to the story that you're bringing to the show, it's like you got married when you were 21 and, and then you were divorced, you know, before filming the show. And did, does this show represent sort of like a clean slate for you or just sort of like a, I mean, maybe not a clean slate, but just a, a new beginning, a new start for you in some sort of ways? Absolutely. It's a new chapter. And I think that, you know, as you mentioned, what, you know, what, what happens in the first episode you know, I think this is a whole new chapter for me that I'm really excited about to, you know, just, you know, truly just living for myself and living for my like authentic self. And, you know, it's kind of like hard to even say that too, because we're always learning and growing and understanding who we are as a person. And I just feel like this is the first time that I'm really just like living for me. Mm. And Margo, as her best friend in the group, does that, it must make you feel pretty good to watch her embrace that? No, I'm so proud proud of her and I've been proud of her this whole season but I, I think we're both equally proud of each other we've seen each other go through right. really like times and, and and bumpy times um but we both you know we got to the other end and it's exciting and I'm excited for everyone else to to get to watch it me too um well that's all the time we have but thank you so much you guys for taking the time thank and so I'm, I'm excited for everyone to see this show it's really it's, it's a fun watch okay I'm so <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to We Should Talk. I hope you enjoyed the interview. You can find out more about In The Know at inthenow.com. You can follow me, Gibson Johns, at Gibsonoma on Twitter and Instagram. And you can listen to all of our interviews, past and future, by searching We Should Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Hope to see you next time.